I'm willing to bet that when you want to look in a mirror, you don't stand in a darkened room, squinting at the mirror, hoping to make sense out of the shadows that are in front of you. Of course not. You're going to turn on the lights. Why? Simple. So you can see yourself. Well, welcome to the Point of Purity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry, and this is episode 76. In this week's episode, we continue our discussion of James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25, which warns whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So welcome to this week's episode entitled, The Light in the Mirror. Okay, let me begin by stating what is probably the obvious. You're probably not going to stand in a darkened room to look at yourself in a mirror, right? I mean, come on, you're going to turn the lights on. Because without the light, you can't see the blemish on your face or the tussled hair on your head. Without the light, there's no way you can take care of the problem. Here's my point. As we saw last week, not only is God's word a mirror, it is also a lamp to our feet. It is a light to our path, Psalm 119.105. God's commands in Scripture are radiant. Every time you open the scriptures and read, it gives light to your eyes, Psalm 19, verse 8. When you open the Bible and you open your heart to the Holy Spirit, your secret sins, the blemishes in your life will be exposed in the glorious light of God's holiness and his holy word, Psalm 90, verse 8. Now understand, this is good. This is a good thing. You see, the unfolding of God's word gives light. It reveals to us those things that are hindering a deeper relationship with our Heavenly Father, Psalm 119, 130. The bottom line is this. God's commands are a lamp. His teaching is light, Proverbs six twenty three. Every time you open your Bible, every time you read the Scriptures, every time you are exposed to God's truth, and every time you're coming into the light, John 3, 21. And God's promise is that that light will expose as, as if a light shining in the mirror the issues that you need to deal with, Ephesians 5, 13 and 14. Now let's say for a moment that, that you're, you're standing in front of your bathroom mirror and you notice what appears to be a, a, a dark smudge on the left side of your chin. You picturing this with me? What are you going to do about it? I'm willing to wager that you would, would almost immediately stop whatever it was you were doing. You would lean forward, getting as close to the mirror as you possibly can so that you can get a much better look at the spot and determine what it is and what you need to do to deal with it. Well, the picture that James is painting in James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25, is that of a person who's opening up the Bible and looking into the mirror of God's word. And the light of God's word is revealing in that mirror a spiritual blemish, a sin issue. God has revealed an area, he's revealed an aspect of your life that needs to be changed. And as a result, you stop everything you're doing and you lean close into the mirror to get a better look at it. In other words, 
you're opening your Bible and you're digging, you're searching the scriptures, you're studying God's word to learn more about the particular issue in your life that God has revealed to you and to discover from God's word what you need to do to correct it. As the Holy Spirit guides you into God's truth, you discover that there really is a matter of spiritual concern here. It wasn't just a, a, a fancy that, that you, you, you kind of caught in, in, a, in a partial glimpse. God's saying, yes, you were right. This is an issue. Let's, let's deal with it. And so the wise person immediately addresses the blemish right then and there. God is saying in James chapter 1, verse 25, that this person is blessed because they chose to deal with it right away. And by the way, to immediately address the blemish is more than just confessing the sin before God. Yeah, God, I, I did this. It's wrong. Forgive me. That's certainly part of it. It begins there. But immediately addressing the blemish involves eradicating it from your life completely, applying the Word of God in, in such a way that you're actually choosing right then and right there to alter your lifestyle, to change your attitude, to change your behavior so that you never, ever accommodate that sin again. For the sake of an illustration here, let's say that you look in the mirror and you see a, a small wound on your cheek. What are you going to do? More than likely, you're going to clean it up. And then you're going to apply some ointment on it. And after that, you're going to probably put a small bandage on it. And then you'll go your way. And over the next few days, you're going to periodically look in the mirror to see how that wound is healing. Now, you may have to clean it up again and put more ointment on it, maybe even a few times. And as you continue to tend to it, as you continue to address it, it eventually heals and the wound goes away. Well, I want to submit that much in the same way to address your spiritual blemish, your spiritual wounds, your, the sin issues in your life, it requires a whole lot more than just confessing it. It involves going to the Word of God and finding the truths of God that apply to that particular sin issue in your life, studying the Word, memorizing the Word, meditating upon its truth, and then choosing moment by moment, day by day, to live by that truth. Oh, my friend, God has so much that he wants to share with you from within his word. You'll never be able to exhaust the scriptures. And throughout the pages of scripture, you find God's truth about who we are and who he is and how we are to live a godly life, a life that he so desperately, so deeply desires for you. Now, at times, that means that his word is going to show you things that need to be dealt with, sin issues. Maybe it's a nagging sin that needs to be removed once and for all. Maybe it's an attitude that needs some adjustment, some tweaking to be changed. Maybe it's a thought process that needs some adjusting. Watch this now. A cursory glance at the Bible, a brief little five-minute quick devotional, is not going to usually reveal those things. It's only when you look intently into the Word of God, digging, studying, meditating, memorizing, that you'll begin to see your true reflection, the way God sees you. Let me quickly point out here that it's the Word of God 
that we're instructed to look intently into. Now, I know, I know there are a lot of great books by some great authors out there on how to live for God. Hey, I've even written a couple. Hopefully they're, they're, they fit into the category of great, but I think they're pretty good. You're going to find some great material on how to have a closer relationship with God. There's some great stuff out there on how to have victory over sin. But watch this, watch this now. Without the Word of God, the Bible, Scripture, filling your mind, you will not know true, genuine, lasting victory. I want to submit that Satan doesn't care if you quote Spurgeon or MacArthur or Stanley or any of a long list of great Christian authors and preachers as long as you're not using the Word of God. You see, God's Word is the perfect law of liberty. In other words, it's complete. It's all you need, nothing else. And you are to look intently into the Scriptures. You are to invest time in truly studying, not not just spending a few minutes here or there glancing at the Word of God, but actually studying it, investing your time. And when you do, when you invest into, into the Word of God, when you apply what the Holy Spirit has revealed to you, that, my friend, is when you are truly blessed. That's when you will know true, lasting happiness, genuine, deep down in your heart, joy, the joy that only God can give. Now, I want you to focus with me for a few moments here on James's use of the word and in verse 25. You say, what? Yeah, and. You see, specifically, he writes this. Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it. Here's why I want to point this out to you. This word and is what's called a conjunction of annexation. Now, don't don't shut me off here. Just track with me for a moment. A conjunction of annexation takes two separate things and unites them together. It makes both of those separate things totally dependent upon each other. In other words, you can't have one without the other. Um, There's an old song that pops into my head right now. It goes something like love and marriage. Love and marriage goes together like a horse and carriage. You've probably heard of peaches and cream or peanut butter and jelly. The and is a crucial word here. Well, here's what what James's use of that conjunction and is telling us. Not only must you look intently into the Word of God, in other words, search the Scriptures, invest time in digging into the Scriptures, dig into God's Word, you must also continue in it. You need to choose daily, you need to choose moment by moment to live out God's truth, God's will, God's Word, God's way in your daily life. You see, those two events, looking intently and continuing in it, they're totally dependent upon each other. Oh, my friend, listen, watch this now. You must never merely listen to the Word of God. You must also apply it to your life. You must do what it says. And when you choose to live your life this way, you will be like the Matthew 7 wise man or woman who builds their house on the rock. Oh, listen, my friend, please. Every day that you 
are, are alive. Every day you're sucking in air. Every day that your, your blood is coursing through your veins and the synapses are firing in your brain. Every day you're to be in the Word of God and let the Word of God be in you. Every day look intently into the Scriptures. Every day contemplate God's truth and every day do what God says. Walk in obedience consistently and constantly. And as you look intently into God's Word, the Holy Spirit promises, God God promises that the Holy Spirit will reveal to you the blemishes of your life, those things that need to be dealt with, so that every word and every deed of yours, every moment of every day, glorifies your Heavenly Father, Colossians 3.17. Well, I encourage you to come back next week as we begin to look at Matthew 6.33. The command there is to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. The promise then comes, all these things will be given to you as well. So come back next week. But until then, if you'd like to learn more about today's study, or if you're interested in learning more about the Pure Man Ministry, let me encourage you to visit our website today. There's a multitude of resources that we've made available to you. You can go to thepuritycoach.com. Again, that's thepuritycoach, all one word, dot com. And if God is moving in your heart to become a financial partner with us, to help us continue this ministry and spread the, the news of hope and healing and restoration and purity and integrity and godliness to men and women across the globe, we need your financial support. You can become a financial partner by going to our our website, thepuritycoach.com, and in the top menu bar all the way over to the right is a donate button, and you can give your tax-deductible donation today. I love being able to tell you that that as a thank you for your gift to the ministry, your gift can become tax-deductible. Well, would you help us reach our goal of reaching the world with a message of hope and healing and restoration? And if you've not yet subscribed to this podcast... Oh, let me encourage you, do so today. I don't want you to miss any of our upcoming episodes. we got some great ones coming. Well, until next time, this is author, speaker, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, He must first be glorified in your every moment thinking. Thinking.